Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Loki episode three is now streaming on Disney Plus and we loved it. Today we're going to break down the episode and discuss theories and Easter eggs. So this is your spoiler warning. But first, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geek here, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So this episode, Ashley, in my opinion, was the best yet. I loved the vibe of this. I mean, the whole series has been a little bit kind of like time travel-y, Doctor Who-ish, kind of just, you know, the hopping time travel thing. But this one, I think maybe it was in part because like Sylvie is there and it feels very new Doctor Who with the whole like female doctor. But I was just like, whoa, this is uh, like it just it just took this whole spin that I was not expecting and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so I love good. I love how the banter was this episode um just the the revelations and the nods and the info that was dropped and some crazy theories that I think oh we can goodness. come up with so crazy I so can't wait crazy. to talk oh, about it so good Oh, oh my goodness. So good. I Yes. And oh my goodness, the Easter eggs like, ah, oh, such a good episode. Okay. So um, let's just, we'll get right into it. You do your breakdown and then we'll chat, you know, goodness and whatever. And yeah. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, feel free to interrupt as we go along. Okay. Oh, so you know last... I will because I get really excited. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, last week, Loki discovered that the variant is Lady Loki, also known as Sylvie Laffy Daughter, a.k.a. that translates to the daughter of Laufey. So I kind of think there that her name, which is a nod to the second Enchantress in the comics, as well as her powers and then her name. I just feel like they're going to kind of combine some stuff to make Lady Loki Lady Loki. And I'm not trying to look too far into that because I feel like it's Mephesto all over again. (laughs) So I'm going to keep with, I mean, (laughs) she's a variant of Loki. She kind of confirms it in this episode anyway. And that's that. And that the other stuff is just purely for fun. Sure. But at the same time, I think we all know Mephesto was here anyway in episode one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, interesting because, you know, they get called devils later on in Uh this episode. It's so true. (laughs) Anyways, so last we left them, uh, Lady Loki and Loki had disappeared through a door that she had opened and it ended up being back to the TVA. This episode starts with a flashback with Hunter C-20. And I apologize because I think I've been calling her C-90. Her name is C-20. So that's my bad. Somebody pointed out to me on my site. And I'm like, that's what happens when we screen these things like three weeks in advance. And then I lose screener access to episode two. And then I don't pay attention to that kind of detail when I watch it again because I'm looking for other things. So my bad. It is C-20. Uh, she is the hostage from last week, but they don't look like hostages. She doesn't look like a hostage right now. They're sitting at a bar. They're drinking margaritas mm-hmm. like two best friends just hanging out. 
And Sylvie's like, oh my gosh, you can tell me anything, right? We're like totally besties. So yeah, um, how about them timekeepers? How many people are guarding them? And where can I find them? Sylvie, or C20 seems confused. She's like, wait a minute, I remember this place, but I don't remember you. Sylvie's like, oh, you're just tired. It's totally fine. Uh, so what it is, is Sylvie is using her mind manipulation powers to convince C20 that they're in a restaurant, they're best friends, and actually, she's in that office at the Rocks Cart store. But C20 gives up the info. You can find the timekeepers in the TVA via the Golden Elevators. So, we got Sylvie, we've got Loki, they're both back at the TVA. She tries to control the Minutemen because she doesn't realize her power do, do not work. Her powers do not work there. But she can still fight. So homegirl takes down like everybody. Um, and can she fight? <laughs> I was like, yeah, girl. <laughs> yes. Loki, before confronting her, because he is smart, remember, he is very intelligent. He goes to the lockers and gets his knives out. Because, you know, he's, again, not going to face off against himself without some sort of weaponry. She says, you're in my way. He replies, you are my way. He wants to work together. He thinks she doesn't have enough vision to see what it is he's trying to do. And he's like, look, you're either going to help me or you're not. But like either way, like, and they're, you know, they're just, it's again, that's, that's, it's very sibling to me. Like they're fighting with each other in the scene as well as physically fighting each other in the scene. Then Renslayer shows up and Sylvie takes Loki hostage. And it's like, I'm going to kill him. And she goes, I don't care. (laughs) And so Loki's like, "Mm, cool. Well, we're out then. He takes the TVA temp pad, which is that little uh, phone looking thing that they kind of dial in their location. And that's how they open the doors to travel. And he opens the door so they can escape. Unfortunately, they escape to a moon that is about to be destroyed because the planet is crashing into it. So that wasn't the best choice. But as Loki pointed out, he didn't have time to browse the brochure of of Armageddon's (laughs) to find a better one. (laughs) So that's what you get. You're on Lamentis. Um, Loki gets the temp pad away from her using his magic and he stores it in a pocket dimension somewhere away from her. She's very frustrated. Um, She calls him a variant. He calls her a variant. (laughs) They just kind of, again, that back and forth. They run into an abandoned mining shack because like I said, so this, this moon is about to be destroyed. There's like stuff falling and exploding everywhere. Lady Loki, Sylvie, tries to enchant Loki. He's like, yeah, no, that's not going to work on me. I'm not blinded. (laughs) What are you trying to do? And she's like, uh, nothing. He's like, yeah. So your powers aren't going to work on me because my mind is stronger than yours. He's like, nice try, lady. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Nice try. He suggests that they form a truce instead. So she agrees to that simply because she needs the temp pad. To get out of there. She doesn't know where he put it. She can't get to it. Even if she wanted to. I think he's like. Oh I hid it in my heart. And she's like. I'll cut it out. Or something like that. He's like. Oh very droll. And which made me laugh. I love the dialogue. In this episode so much. Um, She replies like. Don't call me a variant. So again. They're back to that bickering. He's like. You're just a variant. She's like. Don't call me that. He's like. Well I'm not going to call you Loki. Or some like 
like basically like a two bit photocopy of myself. Like, ew, you're not deserving of the Loki name. And she says, that's not who I am anymore. I'm Sylvie now. And he literally goes, really? Like you just changed your name. How un Loki like. And she says, what makes Loki a Loki? He replies, independence, authority, and style. To which she like claps back like, oh, so then you're working with like the mindless, brainless fascist of the TVA. Cool. Like that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, He scoffs at her plan to tear down the TVA. She kind of, again, it's like back and forth, right? He hates her plan. She's just like, whatever. He's picking at her like, I wouldn't do that. I'd have a better plan than that. She I screams mean, because, you know, siblings are annoying. Or I guess so in funny. this case, different versions of yourself are annoying. <laughs> yes. So she screams. She lets out a power surge, which is very similar to Loki's in Thor Dark World, which has not happened yet when he finds out his mother is dead. So that was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, despite Loki's claim that he is tech savvy enough to recharge the battery on the temp pad, he clearly is not. Because <laughs> remember, this is 2012 Loki. So think about Thor when he was on Earth and he was just like, oh, like amazed by all the technology. Right. Loki doesn't know how to recharge a temp pad. Are you kidding me? I'm shocked he knows how to use it, to be honest. <laughs> but so they find this old house. They're like, oh, let's figure out like a plan. Like, can we get power from here? Maybe this person knows. It's occupied by this tough old lady. She blasts Sylvie straight up off the porch. Like, peace out, bye. Loki attempts to trick her by appearing as her late husband, but that also doesn't (laughs) work because he tries to flatter her. And she's like, my husband never said a nice thing like that in 30 years. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> she calls them both devils. So there you go. Like, remember in episode one, the, the child pointed to that stained glass devil imagery to say that's who did this in that uh, church building to Mobius. So it's, I don't think it's Mephesto, guys. I think we got to let it go. <laughs> yeah. We can still joke about it, though, because, you know. <laughs> yes. I think it will forever be a joke. Like, it will it'll be. be like 20 it years might get from now. Old, but it's, it's still Mephisto. Be a joke. <laughs> 20 years from now. It's Mephesto, I swear. I'm going to have to paint a mural of Mephesto on like my garage wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the way the uh debris was falling from the planet and one at one of the scenes, I don't remember which part of the movie it's in or movie, the show. It looked kind of looked like an M and I just like laughed to myself cuz I'm like <laughs> somebody out there would be like it's an M. It's Mephesto. Okay, it's not. I don't think it is. I think we just gotta let it go. Let it go. Okay, anyways, moving on. (laughs) The old woman, however, does tell them that there is an ark, an evacuation vessel on the edge of town, and that's gonna be like the only way to get off this rock. Uh, Loki disguises himself as a guard to get them on board the train that will take them to this ark, Um, but he didn't think the plan through. He needed a ticket. Which this gave me like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. <laughs> ticket, please. Ticket, you know. Yep. Uh, but Sylvie uses her enchantment to help them out in this moment by taking over the guard. But, and I know you said this on Twitter and our Twitter chat this morning, that the way the classes are divided and left behind is very Snowpiercer. Yes. Um, and also, is it mortal? 
Oh, I can't think of the name of it. There's another train movie that came out like last year and it's based on a book. It's like Mortal something. Mortal Engines, right? Yes, yes. And that's another yeah. one where it's like very, it's divided by class like that. Kind of like end of the world and there's like the rich people on one side and the, yes. Yeah. Totally. Um, so they're sitting down at the bar slash restaurant on the, you know, the, the fancy train and... Sylvie you know, keeps calling him a magician and she's like, who taught you that anyway? He says, my mother. She sees that he clearly cares for her. And I think this was a little bit of trickery, like she wanted to learn more and seeing his fondness for his mother in the way he mm-hmm. spoke about her. Uh, she was like, oh, tell me about her kind of thing. You know, so Loki tells what we are kind of already knew, which was actually a backstory that... Uh, Tom Hiddleston and Rene Russo came up with uh, off screen that was never actually on screen, but that his mother was the one who taught him magic. So this is the confirmation of that story that we've heard for years that it was in fact her who taught him. I mean, Odin kind of mentions it too in Ragnarok, but it's nice to hear Loki say it. Yeah. Just because Odin was a bad dad. (laughs) Well, and that moment was actually kind of like, you, you kind of have this almost like moment of tenderness where you're like, oh, Loki. <laughs> I know, baby. <laughs> and honestly, as much as I think Sylvie probably started that conversation to get info out of him, I yes. really feel like she was also overwhelmed by the fact she didn't have that kind of love. I, I agree. That's how I felt by the end of that. Yeah, because I, I, I thought the same thing. Like, I thought it was manipulative at the beginning. But at the end, I was like, I don't think that's where this is going. Like, I think it was genuine. Yeah. Agreed. So then they get on the subject of love. Sylvie jokes that she has a postman waiting for her, which may or may not be true. (laughs) Uh, And then she asks Loki, since he's a would-be prince, if he has a princess or a prince even waiting for him. And he replies, a bit of both, and I'm sure you're the same. So yay for representation. Yay for finally bringing it into canon that Loki is not only fluid in his gender, but also he's, you know, he has different preferences. He, I honestly probably find him more as, I mean, in mythology, I would say he's more of like a pan because, yeah, he, you know, will shape shift. So it's like David from Schitt's Creek, right? It's, yeah. um, he's into the wine and not the label. So I feel like that's going to be, that's Loki ultimately, but it was great to see it. We love to see it, right? Um, Super. And could we have done it any other time than Pride Month? I mean, that's perfect. (laughs) It was like. Oh, I know. Wrapped up. I was like, and we're still in June. I was like, that's beautiful. I loved it. It was perfect. Just perfect. Yes. And just the way he kind of grins too, like, oh, a bit of both. <laughs> yes, I I loved it. But I, I just, yeah, the way, and the way they did it, like it didn't feel forced, which I also loved because a lot of times I think when TV shows in general address um, sexuality and orientation, there's this whole like, it's it does feel very forced in that conversation. And this were, this was done very naturally and kind of this, oh, oh, well, maybe it's not just a princess. Like, maybe it's a prince, you know? And so she just kind of works it into the conversation and, you know, mm-hmm. he acknowledges it as just like, oh yeah, yeah, both, whatever. Like, of course, this is a right. Loki thing, you know? And it's, but it is nice to see like the canon that's been, you know, acknowledged and, you know, it just kind of flows with everything that's kind of always been there, but never actually 
you know, addressed. So Right. And I think, too, like when he said, you know, I, I feel like you, you know, you feel the same kind of thing back to her. It's because of the way she asked it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, what cracks me up, though, is that as much as I said this was very like sibling with them bittering, bickering, sorry, bittering. That's not a word. I mean, bickering. is it, though? I mean, it could be because kids are bitter at each other a lot. They are I mean, very mine are. bitter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I used to be bitter at my sister, so I get it. I mean, bitter. I think that's a real, I think it could be a real word. You're bittering at your your sibling. <laughs> <You're> Absolutely. <bittering. laughs> All right. That's my, uh, that's our, that's our new word for the week, bittering. Yep. Um, yeah. No, as much as they're bickering like siblings, I also feel like at certain points, like when she tries to enchant him kind of in this mm-hmm. moment, it's almost like they're flirting with each other, which is also very peak Loki because- mm-hmm. I imagine that his ideal mate or person is just himself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, you know, Dr. Finkelstein in Nightmare Before Christmas who has to make somebody with half his brain because he wants to, like, have stuff in common with them. Like, it's so Loki. He would build his own Loki, Lokiette or Loki, whatever, to, like, be his person. So yeah, that was just, it was hysterical. I was like, this is very peak Loki right here. <laughs> it is. Like, let's talk about love with myself and, <laughs> I lo- and try to mac on myself while I do it. I'm dead. I'm like imagining this like happening in real life with a person yes. that's not Loki. And I'm like, yeah, I could definitely think of some people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, so Loki tells her to rest because she's sleepy. And she's like, I'm not going to rest here. But she does end up falling asleep. And she wakes up. And this was the most beautiful, like, blessed. You blessed my day, Kate Heron. You blessed it. Tom was singing. I forgot how great he sounds. And he was singing a mixture of, I believe it was Norwegian. I mean, Asgardian is what it said in the subtitles, but we know. Norwegian slash Icelandic, I think was uh, someone was saying that was more the dictation and English, but it was just beautiful. Tom, you can sing in every episode and I would totally be fine with it. I I heard that and I was all like, you know, I really just want a musical episode of Loki. I mean, I totally see Loki as a music theater nerd. Like, Mm -hmm. where's that variant who's like taking over Broadway? And I mean, like the West End. Come on. I I think we need to tweet this to Kate and Tom and, you know, that whole team and just be like, listen, I have this idea. <laughs> brilliant. There was an idea mm-hmm. <laughs> to bring Tom Hiddleston to the stage as Loki. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's beautiful, but he's blown his cover because not only is he no longer dressed like a guard, but he's drunk. Right? Or sorry, he's full. Yes, he's, he's very full. <laughs> I'm not she, drunk. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, where's your uniform? Like, what are you doing? And he's like, ha, ha. <laughs> she's like, what is happening? Like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> she was so frustrated with him. That's one it, word for it. Yes. <laughs> it's um, the family friendly word. Yes. <laughs> um, there was a nod to Thor here. Loki loves his champagne and he throws the glass down shouting another because that is just, I guess, how Asgardians get more drink. Any drink at all, really. <laughs> so, yeah. I laughed. My kids caught that one. They were both like, oh, that's Thor. And I'm like, yes. 
My son goes, Easter egg, Easter egg. <laughs> I love it. Training them well. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, drunk Loki, or sorry, full Loki, says love is a dagger. It's back on his metaphor train, which this one wasn't that bad, but then he kind of like, eh, it fell off at the end. It needs some workshopping. I'm just saying. Come on, Loki. <laughs> You've got to get a really good metaphor in by the end of the series, I feel like. So Sylvie literally is like, dude, like, stop. <laughs> there's they're, they're on to you. And he's like, no. Um, but the guards find him. They end up fighting. He throws some guy out of the train, waves goodbye. It was hysterical. Um, <laughs> Sylvie's fighting. Then Loki gets thrown out of the train. Sylvie follows. And... She's like, give me that temp pad right now, you know, holding the sword to him and everything. And he's like, sure, sure. And he pulls it out and it's broken, mm-hmm. which I'm like thinking about it, right? How did it get broken? It wasn't physically in his pocket. Like, it might be an illusion, a very elaborate illusion mm-hmm. of his. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's practically stored it in a pocket dimension. You can't break stuff in another dimension if you're not in that. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, we know I I would not else break it. I mean, maybe, but like, I agree. It seems like an elaborate ruse. It it seems weird, right? That it got broken after all of the other dropping things that happened to it and fighting scenes. That's what broke it. I mean, granted, as he said, I took quite a tumble. Okay, Mm. but still. Okie dokie, Loki. It wasn't in your pocket, though. And it broke like an old school, like, cheap cell phone. Like, into pieces. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I think he's being a little sus. And I mean, it's I... Loki, so I just assume. But <laughs> he's sus in like a, I don't want you to have this because then you're going to do something terrible with it way, as opposed to Renslayer. Who's just sus. Facts. Well, that brings me to our next point. (laughs) Oh, does it? And the fact that you and I were right. The Mm. TVA is lying. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Yes, they were. So as Sylvie explains to uh, Loki how enchantment works, she says, I have to touch them. Proximity is key. Uh, You know, the weaker the brain, the easier it is to control. Strong brains are harder. Uh, She's like, yeah, you know, that mind of Hunter C-20 was so messed up. The memories were clouded. She's like, I had to pull that memory from hundreds of years before Mm -hmm. she fought for the TVA. Loki said, excuse me, what? He's like, what? (laughs) He's like, wait, can you repeat yourself? Because that's not what I was told. (laughs) Right. He's like, "Uh, I heard that the timekeepers made everybody in the TVA. And she's like, nah, dude. They're all <laughs> variants that were taken. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, it explains so much. So much. It does. Like, it really I feel does. like Mobius was like a jet ski salesman somewhere in his life. Or mm. he at the very least, like, wanted one. And he lived during the time that he, like, talks about so fondly. <clears throat> Well, and I don't know explicitly because I've not read all of the comics related to this 
storyline. But he is an Easter egg because he, like, all of the TVA managers were cloned in, like, in the Fantastic Four annual. They were apparently, like, it's revealed that each of the TVA managers are clones. And the clones are based on um, Marvel writers. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Uh, And Mobius is based on Mark um, Grunewald. Grunewald. Yeah. So. And the thing is, like, we've kind of talked about, like, in the comics, it's the TVA that makes the timekeepers, not the other way around. It's the last director of the TVA. So Mm -hmm. this whole time I'm like, hmm. And again, Renslayer is sus. Although she might also be a variant that was taken and placed there. Or she's chilling there on Kang's orders. Yeah, I'm still not sure about her. I really do think she's got something to do with Kang specifically. Oh, same. That's, you know. The the only thing that makes me go, well, maybe, is that pen from the Mm -hmm. Franklin D. Roosevelt High School. Like, it was very specific. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I know I have pens from certain places that I've been to, right? I have, like, probably a ton oh, yeah. of Walt Disney World resort pens. Don't come for me, Disney. <laughs> I use them. I mean, I use you them. take the ones from... <laughs> it's not like take I... the ones from the high school. Yeah. So I just feel like that's why I'm like, well, maybe. But I still think she knows more than anybody else, even if she is herself somebody that was taken from something right um so our loki's are sorry sylvie does not want to be called that (laughs) loki and sylvie are trying to fight their way to the ark so they've been kicked off the train they decide to like huff it to the town where the ark ship is and they're running around trying to get to it the Ark gets destroyed before they can get on it, which is awful because now, like, literally everybody's like, oh, great. Like, we're trapped in the apocalypse. And there's no way else. There's no other way off of this planet. And, you know, the temp pad is, quote, unquote, destroyed. So they can't open a door. It's just a hot mess. But before that happens, and this is what I really want to talk about, is Loki saved them from a tower that was falling. And he did it mm-hmm. either by using his power of telekinesis, which we have seen him use, not on this scale, but we've seen him use it, or he was using that pocketed time stone from episode one. So I would love, I want to talk about that. What do we think? Because I just watched it. I just saw, I just watched it like five minutes before we jumped on this again. So, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm torn because... I would like to think he used his powers, but honestly, like, I think we both know he did not put that time stone back in the drawer. Um, so the question is, does that time stone work where he is? Right. Because that's the thing. If it's not from that, uh, whatever, timeline, dimension or whatever, it's not supposed to work. Mm-hmm. That's why they don't work in the TVA, because they're outside right. of their time zones, time zones, dimension. I mean, it's kind of like a time zone. <laughs> It is. I'm like, oh, time is so hard to talk about because like, oh, bleh, bleh. anyways, watching it back, it does look like a rewind like Doctor Strange and Wanda, which yeah. I think is why people are like, oh, it's the time zone. Time stone. Gosh. Time stone. <laughs> We're going to call it a time zone for eternity now. That's terrible. Yeah. No, time stone. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 
yes, it does look like time stone usage. But using Wanda as the example, she doesn't use a time stone. She uses telekinesis slash right. her manipulation powers as well. So I really think it was just him. And we're finally kind of like with Wanda. We're finally getting Loki's the power that Loki has always possessed that we've never really gotten to see. Because I feel like he's been dwarfed a lot in the previous MCU outings. Not because they didn't want to let him strut, as Stark likes to call about, um, say about Hulk. But it's for story. Because if someone is too powerful, it's not going to be a good story. Like, they have to Mm -hmm. dwarf Hulk for the same reason. Because it would just be pointless to have, like, yes, he smashes things. It's great. But, like, for an overarching, like, plot line... And, well, you know, and the same reason that Captain Marvel didn't just take care of Thanos the first exactly. time she was there, right? Which I know people are always like, oh, well, Captain Marvel could have just, you know, taken out Thanos. And it's like, well, but, dude, then the movie's over and there's no reason to have another one. And, like, yeah. Right. And then it's not as fulfilling and satisfying, honestly. I know when people complain about that all the time, I'm like, really, guys, it would have sucked if she had done that. It really would have. I would have been mad. I would have been mad. I mean, like that does that was such a disservice to the story that they've built up to have her just take him out super easily. Right. Come on now. And if so, that was the case, then why, like, why bother? Yeah, I agree. Is, it's just- exactly. So I think I think in this case, my theory is Loki was just using his powers and but i still think that time stone is chilling in his pocket oh agreed and he will use it because i feel like he would know when it was active like if he got to the right time zone (laughs) dimension i feel like he'd kind of feel like it humming or something and be like oh it's gonna work now let's use it Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like he's gonna know when it when it's going to do its job right but so it ended on that cliffhanger. They're trapped now on this planet. Mm-hmm. So how do we think they're getting off? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the time stone will work, and he'll be able to rewind something. I thought that. I thought about that. I feel like that's one theory. Another would be obviously Mobius and the TVA. Show I was gonna say up. they come in. They find them. Yeah, they show up and they find them. Another Loki perhaps could find them because we know there's because they went to that location knowing I mean there had to have been a variant there at one point right like why else was it in the thing Mm -hmm. the temp pad yeah you're right there's got to have been another variant there because why else would it be in the temp pad um there's also an interesting theory which after watching it again I could buy into it. I could make a case for it. And that is that all of this from the moment she touched him, trying to enchant him, he's been enchanting her. And that it's all like his own mind manipulation on her. Mm. That is wild, but I'm, I'm here for it. Because, and in the cases that if he does that, he could get her, one, to open up about her plans herself, Uh and then get her to trust him. Totally plausible. 
What makes me buy into that more so, though, is when they first land on Lamentus One, like stuff's blowing up and like it, there's very close calls, like stuff is hitting near them. They're racing and they're running to try to get into this building and they almost get blown up by like fallen debris. Mm-hmm. But once they're inside and that scene happens where um, she tries to enchant him, it doesn't work. They end up leaving to try to find a power source. The stuff that's falling no longer is falling near them. It's right. far enough away where it's not affecting their walk. Like they're walking across open field and none of the falling debris is hitting them anymore. And yes, yeah, when they're in the town, point. like trying to get on that ship before it blows up and he like does the telekinesis or the time stone, whatever, with that building. Yes, there is more things that are hitting closer to them, but that could also just be he was making it realistic. So, But I'm not like, in the same way that it was when they first landed. Right. Because the only time he seems affected is by one particular shot. But a lot mm-hmm. of it, and the way it's filmed too, that whole one shot true detective thing, loved it. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, the old, there's only like one shot that gets too close to them. And it's that one where he kind of gets knocked down and it like does the ear ringing thing. But that could all be just a show. And if, like I said, if this is a whole mind thing on his part, like, holy crap, that's awesome. Well, and the thing is that I think we know that he could be capable of it. Oh, for but sure. like you were saying before, like, his capabilities have been kind of dwarfed. I mean, for theatrical purposes, story purposes, whatever you want to call it, all along as I think all of these characters in the MCU are. Because if any one of them were to use what their comic abilities are, there wouldn't be a movie to see. Right. It would <laughs> just end. Just be like, mm-hmm. and scene. <laughs> right. The end. It's a, end of file. always crack me up when people are like, well, why didn't they just, and I'm like, really? Are you saying that out loud right now? Because I think we all know the answer in made up universes. If people were to do the things that they could actually do, assuming these things were all real to begin with, you just wouldn't even have a story. So crawl what? back in your little hole. They're not real? Stop I know. It. Can you believe it? No, Stop I don't think it. they're real. I mean, I would love for Tom Hiddleston to actually be Loki and Loki to actually be real and have these amazing real powers. But I just don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's all special <laughs> effects. Well, you just ruined my night. So thanks yeah, for I'm that. So, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> Let me go pout and cry online. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you need me to troll you online too just to make sure you're you know yes you I mean, really drilled it down into your brain that this is all fake <laughs> yes yes please make sure you let me know publicly shame me for my <laughs> yeah oh i mean goodness. honestly this is like wandavision level if that's what he's doing Mm-hmm. It's it's WandaVision level where she had the whole town under control. I mean, yes, it was Agatha too, but whatever. <laughs> He's not whatever. manipulating. It was Mephisto, we know it. <laughs> it was Mephisto, I swear. Um, I mean, at least he stopped manipulating everything like Wanda was. Right. I'd laugh if they're still literally, it opens next week and they're sitting in that shack and he's just like making her think she's in this... Uh, dire situation i would laugh i would legitimately laugh out loud if that's how it began like (laughs) of course (laughs) 
That would be funny. Of course he did that. Classic. Classic Loki. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Well, that was our episode this week. We're halfway through the series. And... I know. And from Tom himself, the end of episode four, which is next week, going into episode... The beginning of episode five are supposed to be, like... That's the big stuff, like the game changer, Mm -hmm. the you didn't see that coming kind of thing. So now I'm like super anxious about next week. Well, and because honestly, like this episode was, I mean, really kind of a 180 from the first two in terms of just style. Yeah. (laughs) So for him to be all like, oh, by the way, (laughs) this one's going to be, you know, really what you're not expecting. You have to kind of wonder just what it is that we're not to be expecting. (laughs) Right. I wonder if it's the scenes from the trailer where Loki's on the throne of Asgard and we're dealing with that variant. Maybe. King Mm -hmm. Loki. I feel like President Loki might be in episode five or six. I don't know if it, I don't think it's President Loki yet. I think we're gonna get the Asgard scenes next. It is. You know, based on what we saw today, it doesn't feel like jumping into President Loki makes sense thematically, but I mean, who knows? I mean, either way, whatever Loki they want to bring in, I'm here. Wherever they want to put Tom, I'm here for it. If they want him to sing the entire next episode, I am also. Please. Yeah, I'm actually really here for it. Really, really here for that. Um, Yeah. It was great, though. I loved, I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was brilliant. I, yeah, I loved pretty much everything about this episode. And not that he didn't the others, but this just had such a different vibe. I was like, ah, loving this. Yes. I love that they can get a little weird like they did with WandaVision, but with, not within, like WandaVision was controlled within the parameters of a township. You know, Loki mm-hmm. can be weird all up and down Everywhere, the multiverse yeah. timeline, which is mm-hmm. awesome for storytelling and visuals. Um, it, it really is. And I loved the color palette that went along with this week's episode. Yes. Um. And I'm curious to see what color palettes we have for the other episodes. Same. I love, too, the town on the moon was very, like, Jack Kirby inspired. Yeah. So, stylistically, if you're like, who? <laughs> think, uh, <laughs> think Thor Ragnarok with, like, the really yes. bright colors. Like, that was that's very Jack Kirby. So, I was like, yes, here for that. And the like those first two were actually very like film noir kind of like old school um, detective movies mm-hmm. to me. Like with the the I don't know if yellowish tones, just like the muted earthy tones. Yeah. So yeah. I know, I just I can't wait. The, I mean the shots of Asgard from the trailer are gorgeous. So, and visually, like, the trailers had so many gorgeous shots with, like, the different colors. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just excited. 
<laughs> um, absolutely. Oh, Tom. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, and like random. Lamentus is in the comics too. It's a Cree outer world. In case oh, that's yes. interesting yes, to nope, anybody. That's a, yeah, that's another good point. <laughs> So those Sometimes could be I forget like what other people know and not, not me know. Yes. I was just like, there was something else about Lamentus I wanted to say. Oh yeah, that's it. So that could be a Cree planet. Those could be Cree people. They looked kind of normal people-y, but you never know. And it's mm-hmm. definitely not Earth because it's not Earth. Uh, no. <laughs> so. Nope, sure wasn't. Who knows? We saw a scroll in the series, so why not? Yes, why not we did. And which I also find interesting. So now we are, I mean, it's like secret invasion everywhere. We've had three out of four of the Marvel properties that have come out since the end of Endgame have had scrolls in them. So secret invasion, anyone? Yep. I was like, (laughs) if they're not teeing up for that, I don't know what they're, you know, I don't know what they're doing. Um, And I also now kind of wonder, it's like, so was there one in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and we just didn't catch it? I feel like that would be one where it would be in a flashback or you would see somebody from the show show up again and then it's like, oh, just kidding, I'm a scroll. Right. That's kind of, yeah, sort of what I was thinking would happen. But, the, it, you know, because it wasn't obvious during the series, whereas the others were. Right. Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier too wasn't as like, I don't know what I want to say, like theory heavy, mm-hmm. mysterious as it was, WandaVision in this one. It was lighter analysis. Yes. Like the subject there matter wasn't necessarily lighter, but the analysis in terms of looking at Easter eggs and connectivity to other properties and whatnot was much lighter. It was very so like straightforward require... compared yeah, to... Yeah, didn't require as many brain cells. <laughs> No, and I think that's why, uh, like, Loki, I'll see Loki trending days after it debuts, you know, mm-hmm. and it's because people are still trying to figure out, oh, yeah. what's going on? Yep. So, just saying, just putting it out there. It's a little, little much, but in a good way. <laughs> Definitely a lot. Yep. Oh, and then another random thing that I just, like, so, <laughs> squirrel. But it actually has to do with the show, I promise. So <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Lady Loki. I wrote a whole article about it for CBR, how the variant's Lady Loki. People are like, oh, but her name's Sylvie in the credits last week. And that's the Enchantress and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, she confirmed this week she's a Loki. She just doesn't want to be called one. But her mm-hmm. last name being Laufey Daughter means Daughter of Loki. She talks about her mother in this episode, not her father. So to further prove my point that she's not Enchantress, I don't know. This might not prove my point, but I think it does. In our press uh, access to the press, the actual, um, like, whatever, license. Like the back end slider stills, or whatever. Yeah. yeah the mm-hmm. license stills that we can, uh, you know, production stuff. If you look at the info, when I looked at the info for a, a picture that had Tom and Sophie in it. Sophia in it. It just says Loki, Tom Hiddleston, and then it just has her name, but it does not have her character name. And it's in every single Mm. picture she's in. There is no character name for her. So while she is listed that way in the credits, she does not have a name. 
in the back end. Interesting. Which, just like in Black Widow, our official press site for Black Widow, Taskmaster just has the villain name and not the actor name. So, you know, that's I, I think there's, I don't think she's Enchantress, guys. I just don't think it. I just think they're going to kind of roll that into Lady Loki story. So, hmm. that's my two cents. Because like I said, I, I think mean, it, it'd also be confusing, I think, for people that don't know the comics. Right. I just feel like saying that she's a Loki variant, Lady Loki, is just easier to digest for the average MCU fan. I mean, and I think they do that a lot, right? Like they change names or try to clarify it, which to the comic nerds makes it more confusing. But to the average person, it makes more sense. Right. And I mean, they've done it before for people. So, and you wouldn't know it unless you know the comics. You would just assume that that was the actual backstory to that person. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next week as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news or a breakdown of Loki. Depends on what happens between now and next Wednesday. As always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.